podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Rain destroys any chance of a race in Belgium and Lewis Hamilton complains about money. Hello there, my name is James and welcome to another episode of Lakeside Drive's F1 podcast. In this episode, we talk about the Formula One parade that happened in the Ardennes. And I'm joined by my friends and yours, the two Thomases, Tommy T and Thomas J. Camp. Fellas, how is your sleep deprivation going? Last night hurt. Oh. That was a big, uh, yeah, that hurt, that hurt. I was saying to Camp, it feels worse because you didn't get to watch a race. At least if you're that tired, usually on a Monday morning at work, it's because you've stayed up and watched a race and it was good. That was just frustrating. Yes, you're not wrong. I woke up this morning. I made the good call to go to bed at about half past 12 last night. I woke up this morning, opened KO, opened the app, unfortunately, because I have to pay for it, and then saw that it was like five hours and 16 minutes of a broadcast time. And I went, oh, okay. So they did have the race and just kept fast forwarding. And then I was like, oh, hang on. I'll just keep pushing the pin forward and just rain and nothing. And the sound of Crofty's voice annoyingly through the entire thing, cars on track, cars in, Red flag, end session. Wow. Okay, what an absolute disaster that was. Uh, No good at all. And, of course, what it meant, though, lads, is that qualifying, unless you're Sergio Perez, (laughs) meant that's where you finished. Tommy Tahi, what happened to Perez on the way to the grid? Oh, on his uh, preparation lap on the way to the grid, just binned it like an absolute chump. What are you doing? I know we yeah. say that this is, they're not easy to drive. It's wet conditions and stuff, but no one else crashed, mate. Like, just seriously, just get it to the grid. It's not that hard. <laughs> Seems to be a Red Bull issue on our laps, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It's, Max did it. Uh, when did he do it? Was it this year where they fixed his car on the grid? Hungary last year. Yeah. Hungary, yeah. But quickly yeah. on that, bloody great effort from the Red Bull mechanics. I mean, they had long enough, let's be honest. But <laughs> to get it ready again to go for the restart was outstanding. They didn't realise they were getting it ready for Zandvoort. They probably would have taken a little bit longer if they yeah, knew that it exactly. wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Uh, but what I found really interesting was the fact that you had uh, Jonathan Wheatley get on the radio to Michael Massey and say, so like an hour after or an hour and 15 minutes after the supposed race time start. So can we fix this car and put it back in? And he was like, nope. <laughs> I was like, well, pretty sure. Uh, oh, no, you've had outside help to get it back. He's like, it's not Le Mans. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, it isn't. <laughs> great. Give them something to do. And so they did. And then, of course, Mercedes had to have a whinge. That was stupid and, you know, that just sort of highlights the, the level that we're getting to. Um, but Campy, Max wanted to go, didn't he, a couple of times when they were actually on the track? Yeah, I think, um, look, from a racing perspective, I wanted to see the race. Max said there was enough grip out there and I think there probably was enough grip. Yeah, the issue was visibility. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure whenever it rains in this sport, I'm not sure you can see anything anyway if you're not the car in front. So not sure why visibility was the issue and why they made that the reason that uh, they didn't do the race. But I think there was clearly, even in the two laps that they did, there were sections of the track that were perfectly fine to drive on. It was just uh, a Russian Radion and then the Camel Straight, um, which – at those speeds, looked looked look like you couldn't see a thing, but yeah, I don't like it. I think they should have raced at least, at least until someone crashed out or they red flag it for some reason. It's what we pay money to see, right? And it's all about money, so 
20, 20 gladiators go in and one comes out. I can't do that. That's how we do it. And it's Kimmy because yeah. he doesn't go out. He just sits in the garage, lets yeah. everyone else crash out, and then trundles down the pit lane. And Look, I don't, wins. I don't know if that's my official stance, but you know that's sort of. Who how would I feel know that? Jeez, it so. must be nice to not know your official stance. Clearly, after just stating something out loud on a podcast that's listened to overseas. What are you doing? Well, well that's how I feel at the moment. I feel robbed. I feel robbed. Should we? Okay. If with, you change, I had to put up with mind. views of Michael Massey on my telecast. Just not doing much. No, what you had to put up with. Which is like what we do anyway, so. What you had to put up with was everyone showing you a bit of love and saying congratulations. Your favourite thing in the world. In fact, listener, viewer, if you'd like to jump across to our Discord right now, tag Campy and say congratulations on your engagement, he will personally write an extended thank you to each and every one of you, won't you, Campy? Oh, no, look, I will write cheers to everyone. Thank you very much. (laughs) It is... uh, I feel obliged to do that. Hey, if people are taking interest in my personal For life, sure. not like they would yours, Jim. So, um. <laughs> Campy has also become an expert on diamonds as well. If you're in the market, he's your diamond yeah. guy. <laughs> Ask him any questions. <laughs> yes. Um, as a completely side, big side note, um, ATO, if you're watching, I have a couple of bits of information for you. Uh, we can discuss that after this. <laughs> Uh, Tommy T, I mean, obviously yes. had no race, but what happened? Some funny moments weren't there in terms of things that were going on. The few that got me that I put down in my notes was the Red Bull mechanic scrambling to try and get that car ready for Sergio, running back into the truck and sliding on a part <laughs> that he on the floor and just ass over, really committing to trying to get that done. And then the other one was the uh, the marshals over in a gravel trap playing bocce. Which I thought was just an outstanding use of gravel traps, to be honest. That's just ingenuity. Big fan. That was about it. Yeah, and of course, Michael Italiano being uh, put into a chokehold by Danny Rick at many points. Uh, Also, now Michael Italiano can put professional umbrella holder on his CV. He was doing great around with DR. That much, very, very good, very boring. But also, if you were there at the track and you're a fan, big shout out to you because that would have sucked a lot sitting in the oh. pouring rain and yeah. then being so good as to stay around for the half ass podium celebration that happened anyway and applauding and doing all of those things. <laughs> Spa sure. really does have the best fans, don't they, Lewis? Lewis, what's that? Oh, no, too busy complaining about the money. Well, I mean, he's not wrong, though, Campy, is he? Uh, look, I mean, if that's what makes the tank, the world go around, then it's a necessary evil in the sport. I don't know why Lewis is complaining about it, but I think Lewis should be complaining about losing five points in the world championship for a race that occurred behind a safety car, which is ridiculous anyway. Why would you even try and classify that? It was clearly worse conditions when they went out the second time than the first time, and it's like, why should you get rewarded for qualifying? You never get rewarded for qualifying. Mm. And this is my gripe with it. It's like, I mean, why does signs get sport? Why does signs get points? He didn't qualify in the top 10. He wasn't even in a points position. It was only because penalties. Mm. You know, I and mean, let's, let's, well, let's get some perspective here. This half points ridiculousness after two laps behind a, behind a medical car. It's just. That's bullshit. But I don't yeah, know well, why they, they did it in the first. Why would you do it in the first place? Like, well, this is what, what he's saying. Po- this what, is what, what Hamilton did they is saying. I know. Oh, yes, money is a side of it. But if I'm Hamilton and I lose the championship by three points, I'd be cracking the shits and I'd be protesting about 
why would this race be classified in the first place? Because these are the yep. sorts of things. It's going to be close. These are the sorts of things that it comes down to. And he's worked hard, you know, he pushed Max off the road to get some extra points too so <laughs> and make a comeback. So, so it's just good. Is it good rinse? No, I don't think he did that. That was tongue-in-cheek. But, you know, just to maintain the integrity of the World Championship, I just can't see how you even classify that. I mean, George yeah. Russell getting a podium in a Williams. <laughs> great for the team, great for them. Love to see it. But it's like... But it's like giving a medal to the winner of the Tour de France behind Lamps Armstrong. It's like you still didn't do it. You never raced the full race. You never finished it. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah, anyway, it's a participation award. Yeah, it's- and not how Williams probably would have wanted to take it back either. Uh, and it's funny because in the po- post-race, post-procession interviews, George had said that they'd worked out that they were the 17th fastest car on the grid because of the levels of downforce that they had. So it just meant, as we said yesterday in the pre-drinks podcast, that if you're in the right place at the right time, the right track conditions, as he was, that it meant that you qualified well. Shame for Lando, really, because he just misses out on, you know, grabbing that first place uh, because of the, the his pace that he was on. Look, Max was pretty nonchalant about it, wasn't he? And I think Hamilton's comments about the money was more, it started with the fans should get their money back and then money yeah. talks, and then it's classification because the rights agreements and blah, 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 blah. So as you say, Camby, why would you bother classifying it? It's ridiculous. I think it's – I'm actually with him, and I believe that this is the start of his protest. Yep, fair enough, too. I just think it's just ridiculous. If we had a start, even if you start behind the safety car and then you get a rolling start, like you can still classify it after two laps. But, but the fact they didn't even try to attempt – any form of like two laps of racing is just ridiculous. Good news though for Williams. I mean, they yes, they get their second place. They're also the highest scoring double team or double car team this weekend with Latifi yeah. in ninth and Russell in second, although Max outscored specific points by himself, both of those guys, as a result of his 12 and a half points. Uh, but that's nice, it's I like guess. It's like the answer to a bad riddle. It's a what? Huh? And Daniel Ricciardo gets fourth, Tommy T. Yeah. I mean, I'm stoked for Daniel to get a place, and he deserves something for his qualifying because he ripped out a great qualifying. But but if he had had a lap, right place, right time, he could have put it on pole if he didn't have to pass all the traffic. Or he could have been the one that caused the red flag. You don't know. That's the hardest thing about it. So you're not wrong. I think the biggest gripe we've got is that there was no chance for anyone to do anything else other than Sergio worsening his position. Everyone else yep. is just stuck with what they had and it was just a procession, a parade around. Everyone get half the points. That's it. Let's go home. I think when you when you zoom out and you go, everyone's put in that level of effort f- to get there for that weekend, you do want to walk away with something as a team, even if you even if it's not everything. The other issue is because we're triple headed, they had no avenue to run it at a late date. Cause you could imagine if they had a spare weekend, they could have just gone call it, let's do it later in the week, let's do it next weekend, something like that. But they have no avenue because they've got to get out of there and get to the next track. Yep, logistical nightmares. That's yep. that's it, the problem. It, it also sucks a team like Haas and Alfa Romeo. Yeah. Well, now that eighth place, magical eighth place in the championship and the potential of, you know, tens of millions of dollars for next year, that that gap is insurmountable then to them for Williams. Whereas before you know, the four points that they had and then the Kimmy's two or three. I mean, they're in a red-hot fight for, you know, they're fighting over that $10 million at the end, so it's yeah. hard for them too. Just be, oh, but, what? Why should I be rewarded because I didn't qualify well in a wet 
in a in a wet race that was you know we were unlucky in the way when we put it out just because one team got it right in qualifying. Yeah. It's unlucky for them yeah. too. I see more. I see more benefits for not giving points than to give points. But where does that ten million come from for the team in eighth? It's because we have a license agreement with Liberty with all those kind of things, and their thing is we need a criteria that is this many races run and a race can't be qualified unless it's had two yeah, laps. It's no good. Blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's the qualification that they needed that the lowest of bars to jump over to qualify as a race. And that's Can where be. the money comes from. Can yeah, where, where would we find Michael Massey right now? Um, In the bin is the answer to the question yes. I tried to set you uh, up for before you go sorry. off. <laughs> He's been in the bin. He's been in the bin. For Still like, in the bin. Since, <laughs> since he took over that job, really. Further in the bin. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. Oh, uh, look, I could see this dragging out too. I could see lots of, uh, lots of court cases. Why did you make the decisions you made? Um, why did you choose to start the race when it didn't really start? And why did you choose to go out in weather conditions that were clearly worse than when you uh, first did? You know, what was the moment? Who were giving you orders behind closed doors? Why Why? Why did you want to – I mean, they're all logical answers for like for companies that, that sponsor but even things like, Spa and that – Like why the, didn't they bump the, the other formulas out and run the race earlier or something? Like they have those avenues, like we did in Japan a couple of years ago. Didn't we change the timing and the qualifying and things? I think it was mostly qualifying that had to change, not the race. But yeah. I well, they have the, an ability uh, to juggle stuff I around. I think um, Michael Massey was talking to Dave Munnis about the weather, and it said that there was a gap coming in the oh, weather. Munnis, so believed him. Uh, yet again, blame Munnis. That guy's that guy's predictions are as good as Al Gore's. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a good point. I think I blame that other category, Extreme E, for cooling down the world again because we got that much rain. Oh. If they had to bug it off, we would have had a sunny yeah. race, wouldn't we, Campy? All of the water that's... Yeah, lockdown, <laughs> lockdowns have cooled down the world, haven't they, Tommy T? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cheap. Give me a break. All of the water that Mr. has melted <laughs> off of the Russell Glacier in Greenland was deposited directly onto Spa yeah. from... From there, without a doubt. Yeah, the climate just, hasn't changed. It's just moved a few kilometres <laughs> east to west. It's picked up the melted water and dumped it. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about the only thing that seems to have mattered at all, really, for us in the world's, well, in Lakeside Drive's shortest F1 review ever, uh, is the fantasy names. Um, you'll enjoy these, boys. Uh, let's tie into this. Sky commentary makes me nauseous, Raymond Dem. Not wrong. Good. Uh, haven't mentioned much about Crofty. Don't really want to because we all know that he's rubbish. But that amount of time filling is I'm almost yeeted myself. Which oh, is why I chose to go to bed early. Um, Aston Farton, Alex <laughs> B. Good. Uh, ma- that. Madness. This is Spa. Tar. James M. Like that. <laughs> F1 hates Aussie viewers. Steen N. Yes. And it's umbrella up and home we go. <laughs> Jonathan C. <laughs> Uh, very good. Lando, very Hope good. and Glory, David M. Hasta La Visa, Kaurum K. Lando Lovers, Dweeby Squib Squid, trademark. What? LDSS Nikita A. I think. Squ- I want to know Dwe- the story. D- Dweeby, well, I think it's from the pre race. I think it's from Campy's Squib Squidding trademark right. bloody things. Um, and the person who oh, we can Harry blame Potter. for this. Oh, my God. Still a shit movie. Emma Heron. <laughs> 
let's hope for rain so we can blame you for the whole reasons for that. No places have changed at all when it comes to fantasy as much as I can tell. Uh, but that's it, lads. Uh, well, the good news is at least is we're in uh, Holland in only a couple of days' time for the Dutch Grand Prix. Sandport. Very, very excited for that. Tommy T, your home race, as I said, only yesterday uh, we won't be able to see the track, of course, because nope. there'll just be constant orange flares going all the time which will mean Max Verstappen wins. Uh, that's pretty obvious to me. Campy, what do you think? Yeah, it's going to be a good track. Uh, I think it'll be a procession. I mean, as a spectacle, it's going to be good. New track. Um, they've got the old track. They've upgraded to current F1 standards, so it's going to look excellent. I think the crowd's going to be excellent. Yep. Uh, heaps of flares going off, which is which is what we want to Might see. Might have a flare in here in the studio. <laughs> Well, you can't you can't buy flares in Victoria without a permit. Let's go nick it off your boat. It's how, how regulated we are. Just go nick it off a boat. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's um, a marina within five kilometers of your house. You just yeah, go grab one. For sure. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there'll be much passing though. Unfortunately, mm. I think it's going to be uh, qualifying. It'll be won't be as bad as Monaco. But it'll be a bit like a Barcelona. Do we think Max has the edge? We might get one or two passes. Do we think Max has a oh, what? Has the edge here. He can't not. Well, he, he's he raced at more than others. turbo driver. He can't not mega driver Max next weekend in his hometown. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just all him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I agree, Tommy T. He does have the edge because he, he has driven a Formula 1 car on the track just yep. to confirm that it was a real thing. Um, it should be a Red Bull favoured track, but as we've said a couple of times this year, the fact that Mercedes and Red Bull have sort of caught up a lot yeah. with each other and doing Inverted different things, almost. the traditional track kind of conversation now almost sort of goes away a little bit, doesn't it? But yeah. um, look, ho- hopefully Daniel Ricciardo can uh, can get it together, put a good qualifying in because clearly that's what you need to do. And if, as you say, it's a, it might be a procession campy, but it's not going to be as bad as this weekend. So that's that's good <laughs> yeah. news. Well, lads, uh, let's call it there, shall we? Looking forward to talking for our pre-drinks of the Dutch Grand Prix. Uh, you can tune in on Sunday. Find us wherever you find good podcasts. And please consider jumping across to our YouTube channel and subscribing to that. I think we've got about like 407 followers. If we can get to 1,000 by the end of the year, that would be bloody unreal. Campy uh, will show you what's under his beanie if we do that. <laughs> oh, no. Don't promise that. We're going to have to unsubscribe. <laughs> Oh, and that on that constant disappointment of a thought picture for me, it's time to end. Lads, we'll see you in a couple of days' time for the Dutch Cheers, Grand Prix. boys. Oh, you just want to die. Got it. Right, all that. I mean, because you can't breathe already. So if you get a disease that makes you not breathe well, how do you think, just out of curiosity, how do you think that's going to go for you? Out of 10. Dead out of 10? Very dead out of 10. Snuff. You sound like the New South Wales. Snuffleupagus out of 10. <laughs> Tell you what, the MotoGP guy who didn't like you would be very happy. You wouldn't be coming back on the podcast. That's. Oh, f- that MotoGP guy. <laughs> Put that at the end of the podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.